It's been said that a culture is created by what you celebrate and what you tolerate. In many church cultures, they celebrate a church anniversary. The question is, should we celebrate? And if so, what do we celebrate? And how do we celebrate these anniversaries? Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It. We are delighted that you've joined us today again on this podcast. And today we have something special for you. Michael is out of the office today while we're recording. Um, well, maybe that's not special that Michael's not no, here. But, not quite. Uh, um, we, we love we Michael. Him. That's right. We miss, we miss him. him. But uh, we do have a special guest, although uh, if you are familiar with our church here at Redemption, you know John Rhodes, uh, our uh, worship guy, and uh, he's also very involved in this podcast. You may not know it as the producer. He's listening in and, and uh, creating this uh, content and getting it out there so you can listen. And so he's normally in it, but on the other side of the microphone, but yep. in uh, Michael's absence, we welcome John to the podcast today as he... Uh, uh, joins me and uh, takes this question. So thanks, John. Glad, Glad to you're be here. here. That's Glad right. Glad to be here. So you've got the question, so why don't you go I ahead do. and read it for us, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so here's the question. My church growing up never celebrated an anniversary, but now at Redemption, we seem to make a big deal about it. Why is that? Mm. This is a good question, and mm. especially because we just here at Redemption celebrated our fifth anniversary yeah. from our first uh, worship service, our first public uh, service that we did October 1st, 2017. Met at Friday Elementary. It was a great morning. God uh, was uh, so kind to us, and that was after, uh, you know, 10 months, really, of uh, core group building and launch team season, and even that is uh, on the heels of a long season of prayer and development of, uh, uh, you know, myself, yeah. my wife, and so many people, and uh, the prayers of many for a, a new uh, gospel-centered, God-glorifying, Christ-exalting, spirit-empowered, disciple-making church here in New Braunfels. Mm-hmm. And so that was our first service. And so uh, just uh, at the time of this recording, just this last Sunday, was uh, our fifth anniversary of uh, that Sunday. And uh, God has been so kind to us. And so we... It was a great weekend. Yeah. yeah. It was really a great weekend. Yeah. Lots of uh, you know, just uh, celebratory things in the service, testimony videos and well wishes and... Uh, lots of people here to uh, to uh, celebrate what God has done, and you know we had food trucks and a climbing wall and all yeah. the fun stuff afterwards. Kids were having races on that thing. It was quite entertaining. It was quite entertaining. It was. There was just uh, you know it was appropriate that we began that service with the song "House of the Lord." Uh, yep. You know, there's joy in the house of the Lord, and yep. I think that is the you know kind of defining uh, characteristic of of the morning. Just tons For sure. of joy from For all sure. God's people. Yeah, I, I I think there was just an air of excitement from, even though even though people came in a little bit late because of all of the festivities and the hanging out outside, like it was it was still a pretty exciting moment when when we finally got in and right. began to worship the Lord and to really remember 
what he had been doing in our lives and in the lives of this church. Right, right. And, and I think that as you come back to the question, that's, you know, that that's rightly the right observation. We do make a big deal about that, about mm. God's work in and through us. And, and yet we realize that's not the case in every church culture, no. right? No. Um, my church growing up, we, there, you know, there's never a mention of that. Yeah. Um, although this, this was actually kind of funny, <laughs> uh, a, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, it was just, uh, not that I was thinking all high and mighty, but just celebrating, you know, five years. This is so great. And in the mail, I received a little postcard invitation to the little Methodist church that I grew up in in Wisconsin, inviting oh, wow. me back to their 150 year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, uh, l- lest we think we have arrived, you know, no, any, uh, not by any means. Yeah. Our, we have not accomplished anything. Yeah. And, uh, Five years just a drop in the bucket right. compared to many other churches and to the whole grand scheme of things, just right. a small glimpse of what God's done. Right, and even when you think, uh, you know, the studies that show that just like the average lifespan of a church really is mm. actually about the lifespan of a human, mm. uh, honestly, and so for a church to continue on in ministry for 150 years really is just the grace of God. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and uh, should the Lord tarry... Uh, you know, and redemption one day be able to celebrate 150 years of faithful gospel-centered ministry. Yeah. Uh, all glory be to Christ Absolutely. in that. You know, that'll long be long after we're here. Yeah. You know, and uh, likely yeah. many, you know, many servants uh, after us and many generations, and that would be phenomenal. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty be, cool. It would be, and so, um, so we're still a young church, and yet we have much to celebrate, right? Yeah, in, absolutely. Uh, in this time, and so, what was your uh, upbringing like? Did you did, did your church context celebrate anniversaries, or what was what was that like for you? We didn't really call it an anniversary in in the Southern Baptist convention, in the Southern Baptist way of way of doing church. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks celebrate what they call homecomings. Homecoming, like homecomings. A, like a high school homecoming, and quite football like, games, and nobody's dressing up like that. Although okay. in in that in that culture, you do wear your Sunday best sure. every every week, and yeah. but yeah, we would we would celebrate homecoming. It would be probably special music, maybe even a guest speaker, or maybe even one of the former preachers or former pastors of the church that would come back and yeah. and preach. Uh, there would be probably a huge potluck. Everybody bringing their their best meals, their best dishes yeah. to, to celebrate and chicken spaghetti, right? Oh, Somebody I don't know about that. Spaghetti. I never had the chicken spaghetti. <laughs> But deviled eggs, yeah. the number of times I've eaten deviled eggs over the sure. years is astounding, astounding. But yeah, it was called homecoming, and that was that was the highlight watermark of, of a church. I, okay. I was celebrating it at my first church, at the churches that my dad served at, and that we we yeah. helped we helped him at, and yeah, it was just a that was a really like other than other than Christmas and Easter, that was the big, big time. That was the big yeah. attendance. Was it uh, on the like anniversary of when the church started, or was it just kind of sometimes? In the, uh, yeah, sometimes okay. it was. Sometimes it was not. Yeah. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if if the church that I was a part of in Phoenix City um, with my dad and our family. I'm not hundred percent sure if that was actually yeah. the date of when it was planted or when it was started. Sure. The the church that uh, we took a, we began attending after we moved back from England was started in 1888 oh, wow. or 1880, something like yeah, that. Long time ago. So it was a long time ago. Um, and so 
there was always a reading of like the history of the church when it was planted, who was the who was the pastor and everything like that. So yeah. That was that was about the the only context I had for sure. what we would consider a, an anniversary before yeah. I became a part of the GCC and yeah. was a part of church plants in this way. Yeah, well, that's cool. So homecomings, and you just kind of think through other people's experience. You know, the church mm. culture they grew up in, the yeah. traditions and things. You know, sometimes there's the anniversary of like when the pastor came. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and like it says, ten years or twenty years or thirty or forty and yeah. things like that. And you know, I think that's something to honor. That's that's a Definitely. long time of faithfulness and faithful ministry in a church. Um, and yet sometimes they can become a little bit uh, too, where it crosses the line of honor and respect and turns to worship and adoration, you know? Yeah. And uh, it can, it can switch really quick yeah. from being Christ-centered or God-centered to man-centered. Right, right. Which, which I think is a good thing for us to consider here at this juncture is that, you know, what's the purpose mm in doing all this. Yeah. Right? Because if our if if our purpose for celebrating things like this is to elevate a man, you know, uh, and to say, look what he's done, or even to uh, elevate ourselves and to collectively say, you know, to stop and say, look what we've done. Look at this kingdom that we've built, this church yeah. and all the ministries, and mm. to pat ourselves on the back in that. Watch out! <laughs> yeah. Watch watch out! Right, because that's yeah. a, we're, we we're we're glory thieves in yeah. that regard, and uh, the Lord doesn't put up with that no, kind of stuff. Not at all. Uh, and and so I think if that's if that's the aim of it, then we should be repulsed by that. We need to Definitely. watch out. Definitely. And yet, you know, as we've kind of talked about it here in our church culture, and even in you know, in, in a sense, there in the homecomings you were talking about, if the aim is to remember uh, what God has done. Uh, you know, another, another song we sang, look what God has done, yeah. you know, and to take seriously the commands that are on repeat throughout Scripture to remember, you know, remember what I have done, the Lord says, you know, yeah. remember how I brought you out of Egypt, how I delivered you from slavery, how I made you my people. Remember how I have saved you. Remember who you once were and what I've now done in your life. You know, remember Christ. Dude. Hundreds of times it's commanded in the scriptures to remember. Yeah. And so we, uh, uh, I think if that's our aim, which, you know, in essence is what we do every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> right? We, yeah. we stop, we give the first and best and uh, of our week to the Lord as we gather collectively to worship and remember what God has done. I think we do yeah. that uh, every Sunday. We don't sing, look what God has done, only on the anniversary right. Sunday. Right. We sing it a number of Sundays every year. Right. right. And so I think in that, that sense, if, you know, if we are pausing to, uh, to, to remember God's work, and to give him the praise and adoration, you know, in kind of a big way, I think that's that's very appropriate mm. for us. Yeah. And you know that, that that I think gets to the crux of the question. Then, well, why is that? Why does why does redemption make a, a a big deal about it? And we're not the only ones. You know, several churches in the GCC do, especially on milestone, you know, some, uh, uh, celebrations like five years for us. And things to to pause, but. Uh, you know, you as, as you're talking about, we see this like precedent there in the scriptures. You know, yeah. going all the way back to the 
Old Testament, there it's in our study of Leviticus, Leviticus 23 and 24, you have the uh, you know, kind of the mention of the all the different feasts and yes. festivals of of the Lord. Then and these are commands given that they were to put on this. This was like in their you know not just their church calendar you know so to speak, but into their you know their civic calendar. Like this was this yeah. was ingrained in their culture. Yeah. From the Lord and and why you know because God knew their propensity to, to, to sin and, and the sin of forgetfulness yeah. and to, you know, to where they would uh, get distracted by the things going on in the world and, and forget where God had brought them from. Yeah. And so all those, all those different feasts, we don't have time to necessarily go through them all. You can read through it, but each one of those has a, a, a you know, kind of a historical uh, moment in which it called them back to remember you know, the feast of the Passover, mm. back to that time where you know God delivered them through the tenth judgment, and uh, uh, and they killed the lamb and put the blood over their doorposts, and the you know the the uh, it, they were passed over in that, and so to not forget to remember that they you know God put this on their you know on their calendar every year to stop and do this. And so each one of those feasts have that to, you know, to remember these things or to, uh, to remember the, you know, like in the feast of the first fruits to remember when they are beginning their harvest to remember mm. who it is that caused this growth. Yeah. Yes. I- ironically enough, today is actually Yom Kippur. Right, right. It's, it's one of their high water marks. One of the, one of the dates that they've set aside to remember their history and what the Lord did for them at that time. Yeah, yeah. That has its roots in the Day of Atonement, which is at the center point of mm. Leviticus, Leviticus yeah. 16. And it's obviously morphed now because they're not sacrificing anymore, but that is its you know historical basis, uh, what they call Yom Kippur now, or was it the Day of Atonement? And so, um, you know, and there's all kinds of imagery there because not only were these feasts, uh, a call for the people to remember what God has done, but it was to give them encouragement and stability and peace through today. Like God has worked in us. He hasn't left us or forsaken us. Mm. Now he's still at work in it. But also there was uh, an anticipation built into it for greater things yet to come. Yeah. We now know that these uh, these feasts and festivals kind of find their fulfillment in Christ. Yeah. You know, as you go through and read the the uh, the Gospels and the Book of Hebrews, you start to see all of that, and and so that's like God put these things on the calendar with that, you know, so they would see it through, uh, you know, throughout their their history and even into today, we can go back and read and see all those things, um, and so here's where there's like the precedent for us now to just make that connection, like you have all that. You know, they have the commands to remember you have these things. Now, we have to be careful because it's not like this isn't a command for us, you know, yeah. now in the church. Yeah. You can't go to like, you know, into like Ephesians 1 and say, oh, God says to celebrate your church anniversary. No, it's not a command for us, but I think there is a precedent for us as the people of God to remember, you know, the promises and the work and the words of God yeah. and to anticipate things. And so when it comes to, uh, you know, now our church anniversary, well, what is, what's, precedent well it's it's to take us back to remember jesus promise in matthew 16 where he says i will build my church yeah and so when churches are planted we get excited about that we 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 should because like Mm. 
God is still at work in the world. He is Definitely. still on mission. Churches are still being planted all across the globe, even in the midst of you know societal chaos and a culture that is uh, you know increasingly anti-God and and yeah. uh, you know more and more secularized. Like the church church planting hasn't slowed down. No. It's never no. going to make the headlines, you know, and we're going to no. see it on Fox News. Like, hey, this quarter, you know, 10,000 churches have been planted across the globe. What yeah. makes, you know, the news is actually, well, a thousand doors or a thousand churches have shut their doors and, you know, in the last year or whatever. That should make us really sad. Yeah. Um, uh, and yet the good news is, is I got still planting churches like this where we're part of a church planting network because there are still churches being multiplied and church planters being raised up and yeah. disciples are being made around the globe and so uh we like that's the promise that's what we remember and that's what we're going back to in our own thing is to remember that because we can get so distracted in our day and as we go and uh and to lose sight of how marvelous it is yeah that god is still at work he's still meeting with his people yeah. churches are still uh, being i think one of the one of the really awesome things and, and special moments about um, this weekend for us was we had a guest guest preacher and one of his exhortations, one of his encouragements was to people, men and women who might have been feeling that call mm-hmm. to plant a church. Yeah. Cause that's, as I think you can, you can probably attest, it's a high and holy calling to, sure. to, and a, and a weighty calling to actually take on the, the, the responsibility of beginning a new church, and, sure. and that's something to be celebrated. Somebody, right. somebody stepping out in faith, right. with without knowing the direction, you don't know where where the next five years are going. You don't know what the next five years are going to hold, but to take the step of faith right. to say, okay, Lord, you're going to build your church. Thank you for using me. Let's let's right. do this. Right. Yeah, and God puts that desire not just in a church planter and his family, but in many families. Many families. You know, who count the cost, who, you know, consider the, 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 the startling realities of like Luke 14, like, if you're going to follow me, you have to hate your mom and dad and your wife and your kids. And you're like, wait, what? Like, I have to hate? It's like, no, you just have to love Christ more than them. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's ultimately what, what happens, you know, when the, what you have to count the cost and what you have to do when you are planting a church or joining a core team and, and things. And it's not to the neglect of that. Like we can't, we have to see what, you know, the figure of speech that Jesus is using here and, and all that and not to say like, oh, well, you, I guess that means you should, you know, get a divorce and, you know, excommunicate yourself from your family and all those things. It's just saying no, like in order of priorities, that's what has to happen. And yeah. in the middle of that, God blesses it. And, you know, and your wife and kids are along for the ride and things, but it's a it's a it's a statement on on priorities and what matters most to us yep. and uh, um and and so you know like that's that's really what we're celebrating but even that not we're, we're not celebrating you know some big act of faith yep. you know um you know in the same way like when abraham trusts god and goes to the place that god will show him yeah, you know, not a lot of details. <laughs> Just <laughs> not at all. Go to the land that I will show you, and he, and he goes, and we can, I think, rightly so, say, well, that he had a ton of faith, and we should admire him and all that. But that's not the point of the story, and you know, and even you know, uh, 
in Genesis there, in Genesis 12, even after that, right in that same chapter at the end, we go to see, like, Abraham has a massive lapse of faith and lying about his wife and all that. And, you know, I think Moses who's writing that is trying to just, like, show us, like, Abraham isn't the hero of the story here. Yeah. He has a faith that we should emulate, but it's not because he is perfect, you know? The righteous are saved by their faith, but it is he is trusting the promise of God, and that's really what is on on display throughout that whole Abraham story. And the same is true even in planting a church. It's, yeah, there are some that... uh, that exercise some, you know, some pretty risk-taking faith to trust the Lord and yeah. to show that following Him is worth it, even into the unknowns. But that's not that's not what is highlighted in the story. Yeah, absolutely. It's the promise of Christ to build His church and the glory that He is receiving and the work that He is doing in those early days and continuing on. And I think that even as we talk about the president, like so, when planting a church and in the, the celebrating the anniversary of it, it is to look back and remember Jesus promised to do this. Look what He's doing among us, and also to uh, uh, th- that gives us the encouragement and the strength and the stability and the steadfastness that we need in the moment for you know the present difficulties. And also to keep our eyes looking forward to say, well, our best days are still ahead. That God is doing something great and to give us an even greater anticipation for heaven. Yeah. I think the, the, the promise in Philippians is the most beautiful promise. It's, it's been one of my, one of my cornerstones that I've been holding on to in the last several months is is the fact that once God begins a work, yeah. He's going to be faithful to complete it. Yeah. And that means when we get to these high water marks, high water moments where it's it's like this is celebrating what God's done, we can also go praise God that He's not finished. Right. Like we know we're not glorified, we're not being perfected yet because we're not in His presence. Yeah. But thank the Lord that we're not where we are, where we were, and that we're going to be better off in the future. Right. God isn't like the guy who starts projects every week no. and has a garage full <laughs> of half finished projects yeah. and has abandoned them and, and you know because they're too hard or too messy or not yeah. enough resources or whatever. That's that's not the way with the Lord. What he no. begins, he finishes. Maybe it's different on our time than our yeah. timeline. You know, we want the closing date to be, you know, tomorrow. Well, actually we wanted it yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um and God has perfect timing. He's the sovereign one in control. Absolutely. And we know like, yeah, we're still we're still in progress. He's still sanctifying us. And yeah. I think things like this are just good for us in the moment to remember that and to anticipate it. And even as we look around and see the ministry that's, you know, still unfinished that we have yet to do as well. Mm. God is God is still in the midst of it. He's still at work and he's keeping us around, you know, for uh f- for however long he has us around to be good still, stewards of it. There are still people who need to hear the name of Jesus Amen. for the first time. Yep. And so yep. we got to trust that he's going to use us for that purpose. For sure. For sure. There's still disciples to be made, matured, and multiplied. And and yep. so here we are in the midst of, of all that. And so so I think that's kind of like the why. You know, we see that precedent. You know, we see the, the commands to remember, as we talked about. We mm. see the precedent in the Old Testament. And, you know, and then there's even... You know, like, th- although this is different, it, you know, we have the, even in the, the you know, the ordinances. Yeah. The, you know, we remember Christ's death, burial, and resurrection in, in the, uh, you know, in taking communion or in mm. the beginning, you know, the 
kind of the introductory, if you will, uh, ordinance of baptism, and then the ongoing one of, of communion. Now, these are different. I want to, you know, I don't want to put our church anniversary on the same yeah. level as the ordinances. Definitely. But it's in that same that that same dynamic is there true remembering the work of Christ on our behalf to save us, and what He did His body broken His blood poured out as the atoning sacrifice for our sin He stood in our place you know the good news of Christ there and yet even in that the anticipation of new life now and new life uh, and His return uh, uh, one day all wrapped up in that and. Uh, you know, so that's it's still it's like kind of that same underlying principle. Those are commands. This is not a command. You know, yeah. you want to just be very careful. To, like a church that doesn't celebrate its anniversary is not like in breach of one of God's commands. It's definitely know? not lesser than. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. not as though they're being unfaithful and yeah. all this. Now they could start doing it potentially. You know, it might be weird if you know they're eighty years old as a church and like, well, we've never celebrated this before, but it's probably time and. Yeah, I mean, sure, go ahead. Go for know? it. All right, especially if you've made it that way. Um, again, with the right, you know, kind of heart posture before the Lord and the right mm-hmm. aim and purpose and all of it, then yeah. uh, I think that could be a massive blessing to the people of God to, yeah. you know, to in, you know, kind of influence in your church culture and uh, your discipleship of your people of celebrating these things. You know that God is still at work; He's still on mission. Uh, disciples are still being made, churches are still being planted, and this is awesome. And uh, you know, and our church is, is in, uh, you know, in that in that same vein. Yep. So I think that's a that's just really cool. So you know, I think just as we you know, uh, kind of wrap this question up here is like, I think that's that's really the crux of the you know mm. of of our of our answer in all that. It's not about traditions. No. It is about the Lord. Yeah. And so I want to be careful in all this stuff to not uh, teach as commands of God the traditions of men. Yeah. Because that's where so many things go off uh, off the rails. So many churches get sideways when this, when when the tradition, when the method uh, becomes more important than the purpose. Definitely. Or the message. Yeah. Right? Um, we can get all hung up in some of those things. Like, well, we've always done this, and, and, and we can praise God for it, but... Um, but Jesus warns the Pharisees about that stuff, yeah. and I think we, you know, can see that in certain denominations or certain church cultures, um, and so we just want to be very careful. You know, there is no "Thus saith the Lord, celebrate your church anniversary" in the Scripture. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that 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 would be wrong of us, and you know, um, that that wouldn't be truthful, and so. Uh, so we just want to kind of put it into the right perspective, I think, of why we do it and why we make a big yeah. deal of it, about it and, and all to the glory of God. And if we ever get away from that, you know, the glory of God, the one thing that we can't do without in our church and in our life, then uh, uh, may the Lord see fit to stop us. For it. sure. Yeah. I think I think one of one of the examples that I thought about whenever we whenever we started, whenever I was asked to do this was mm-hmm. and, and it was the example that I think I, I like to come back to in, in regards to remembering what the Lord has done and, and thanking him for what he's going to do is yeah. when the Israelites crossed over the Jordan, the command was to set up the, the twelve stones as an Ebenezer. Yeah. It wasn't a command to do it every year. It yeah. wasn't a command to do it every summer or every month or every week. It was when your children ask you, 
why these stones are here, you can tell them of what the Lord did when the Ark of the Covenant entered the water and he stopped the water. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. And I think it, 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 we've kind of set up a culture here at Redemption where this is a thing that we like to do because we like to remember what God's done. But even if we didn't, the responsibility and the and the beauty of being able to to share with people who are new to our church yeah. or who are new to the faith or even our kids as they grow up to say look what god has done yeah he's not finished but this is where we started this is the vision that was given to those who began this church and this is where he's brought us to and that's something worth celebrating that's right that's right they are kind of it's like a, those remembrance stones <laughs> yeah we don't have to do. It's not the 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 stones are not the, the stones are, are not, not the, the most not important the thing. most important thing. It's the command to tell tell yeah, others right and remember what God had done there and to, yeah to pass it on and I think that's just kind of our aim here as a church. I think that's a good practice even in our own life. You know, people mm. have that remembrance stones to just remember the providential ways that God has come through in their own life and you need to go back to those things. You know, when you are discouraged, when things are hard, and remember, all right, no, the Lord, He worked there. He's going to work through this. Yeah, He's doing a good thing, and uh, He can be trusted. Uh, He's not. This isn't the you know the the only time in human history where He's going to be faithless. You know, or He's going to forget His promise. Like that's not the Lord. And so, um, those are just like anchor points for us to remember that. And, uh, if we can collectively do that as a church on like a thing, like a church anniversary to kind of give another anchor point for, you know, ourselves, our kids, those new to the faith, uh, those new to our church, then, uh, we want to make sure that that, uh, is loud and clear that our God is good. Our God is faithful. Uh, our God will not fail us. And, uh, and I think that's, that's something worth celebrating. So, John, thanks for joining us today on uh, Consider It. So glad uh, you could fill in for Michael. And uh, it was a joy to take this question with you. Glad to do it with you. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life, theology, and the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.